Hello, friends, brothers, sisters, family members in Christ. I'm so thankful for you today. Welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm Paul White. It's the 16th day of December. It's a Thursday. Whenever you're listening to this, I don't know. You, you may listen to them a week late, two weeks late. I've had people tell me they listen a month late, pile them all up, save them for a big drive. Um, I get it. However you're listening to this and whenever you're listening to this, blessings to you favor upon you. You've come back to this podcast because we must be doing something, walking through the scriptures in a way that attracts you. Maybe you smell the fresh bread of the body of Christ and, the, and you want to be a part of that. For whatever reason, you're here today. Thank you very, very much. And let's get busy in Genesis chapter 16. We stopped yesterday by talking about the fact that there is a confusion that is created when we mix covenant, when Abraham mixes the idea that God is going to give him seed as his blessing. And then he goes down the mountain, essentially, metaphorically, and he talks to his wife, and his wife's barren. And so his wife says, well, why don't you marry Hagar, this young Egyptian woman? She'll be able to have children. And Abram does exactly that. In an attempt, let's just call it what it is. Paul will call it what it is. She's a product, Ishmael's a product of the flesh, in other words, the sexual union between a man and a woman did not need a miracle or a promise from God. I know we call having a child a miracle. A miracle is actually something that you have no explanation for. We have an explanation for childbirth. We have an explanation for pregnancy. Um, I will admit there does seem to be elements in there. Even doctors will tell you that they can't explain how it happens, but we do know why it happens. And so by that definition, um, it's probably not the definition of a miracle, although I think it's still okay to call your child miraculous. The fact that you had a baby miraculous, yes, I understand. I'm not trying to come against that. I'm just trying to explain why Paul will land on the idea that the child born to Hagar is a work of the flesh, and then he calls the one born to Sarah a work of promise. Okay, that's why, because one is through the natural biology of the sexual union between a man and a woman, aka works of the flesh. And that doesn't mean that works of the flesh are always bad, but it does when you're trying to make that work line up with the definition of a covenant because there is no good covenant that is a works covenant, not between you and God. So Abraham goes in, sleeps with Hagar. He'll have a child. The confusion is marked. I mean, watch this confusion. Genesis 16, 4. He goes into Hagar and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress became despised in her eyes. The phrase despised is the Hebrew a little closer to she saw her mistress as dishonorable. She realized whenever she bore Abraham's child, that there was no honor in Sarah up until this moment she had saw Sarah as honorable. I don't know the pain that we, I don't know that we realize the pain that we cause others in how they relate to God 
when we mix covenant in front of them, when we talk about Jesus paid it all, God loves you, he took your sins, and then we are judgmental and preachy and distant and cold. It's the equivalent of saying, in my opinion, it's the equivalent of saying we got a new covenant and it's all in Jesus. Oh, by the way, you need to do this and this and this and this or you don't get any of this. And I don't know that we are really paying attention to how dishonorable we start to appear in the eyes of the Hagars we hope to win. Remember, Hagar is a slave girl from Egypt. Israel's going to have her own experience in Egypt as a slave. So the Abrahamic line doesn't yet know how to treat servants. So you can let them off the hook a little bit here. They will eventually know how. That's going to be one of the big reasons they go down into slavery, so that they will always recognize the, the marginalized and the poor and the stranger. But she saw that she had conceived, and her mistress became despised in her eyes. And Sarah says to Abram, My wrong be upon you. I gave my maid into your embrace. And when she saw that she had conceived, I became despised in her eyes. The Lord judged between you and me. Sarah recognizes that she no longer holds the rightful place of an honorable woman in the eyes of Hagar, and that bothers Sarah to the point that she's ready to kick Hagar out. You talk about confusion. You're the one that did it. I mean, Sarah convinces Abraham to marry Hagar and have a child with her. Hagar's turned off by the fact that Sarah would do this, And then Sarah's so mad that Hagar's turned off that she's ready to kick Hagar out. So you give her the security of marriage, which in the ancient world was everything for a woman, particularly for a slave woman. You give her the security of marriage and then kick her out. This is the ultimate breach of covenant. You have taken someone who's just entered into a covenant relationship and are forcing them out of that covenant. I think there's a I don't think this is a stretch. I've never preached it this way, but I'm I'm seeing this as I work this out with you on the podcast. You could probably make a case that this is a microcosm of what we're doing to people oftentimes in our presentation of the gospel. Hey, God has a great plan. He, He has given you a great promise. He is the author and the finisher. He is the giver of covenant. It's all in Him. That's chapter 15. Chapter 16, you need to get busy. If you don't get busy, you will miss out. God will judge. You will go to hell, whatever we say. And when they then find our gospel to be less than honorable because we pulled the bait and switch, we get mad at them because they're not serious enough about the faith. And we start to challenge every question they have and defend every stance we take. We're being very Sarah and Abraham to the Hagars of the world. We're, in, we're bringing them in to this message. And I admit this is something that I'm just kind of working out as I talk with you. But So there's little tributaries and little side things that probably would need more attention. But I don't know. That's just that's saying something to me today. The confusion is most often on our part. Sarah's confused as can be. 
Hagar is let down. Abram's going to be the weakest of all because he's going to acquiesce and kick her out because it's a whole lot easier to just get rid of your problems, to kick your problems out than it is to deal with them. But when you kick them out, you create more than you could ever imagine. There's more to say about that. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless.